Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in to our online affiliates around the world, we're glad that you all can join us as well. Well, as you guys know, I love a great conversation around words, and our next guest has written a book I think you all are going to really enjoy. We're excited to welcome author and poet Stephen C. Pollock to our broadcast. His new book is called Exits. It's a great collection of poetry. I want to talk to him not only about his own love of words, but what it's been like for him to share that with all of you. And of course, we'll let you guys know how to be able to get your copy of the book as well. Stephen, thank you again for the time. Really do appreciate you stopping by. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. So the pleasure is definitely all mine. I should let our audience know, Stephen, you're actually going to be sharing something from the book a little bit later, so I definitely invite them to stay tuned for that. So, Stephen, I mean, you are a man of my own heart. I also love writing poetry. That's how I kind of got my start before radio is, is visiting open mic nights and, and sharing poetry. When did your own love affair with words begin? Well, it began very early in life. Um, at age nine, I began writing uh, rhymed poems on shirt cardboard. Uh, I might add that uh, Yertle the Turtle by Dr. Seuss was a very strong influence at that age. Um, in my sophomore year of high school, I had an English teacher who um, had us keep a poetry notebook for actually half the year. And so I became much more aware of uh, what were then contemporary poets. And then my interest in poetry really intensified in college, where the biology major who was on the pre-medical track, I actually took four rigorous literary poetry courses. And uh, interesting story, during the last of those courses, uh, in what I sort of think of as a uh, an act of love masquerading as mania, I stopped attending all my classes. Uh, I isolated myself from friends. I ate and slept uh, reluctantly. And I spent five straight weeks writing a metaphysical poem on the theme of subjective versus objective reality. So my beginnings with writing and with words um, uh, started very early. That's interesting, Stephen. So did you find, because for myself, and I know for the generation that I was with at the time in, in school and then later, as I mentioned, in visiting like cafes, poetry hasn't always had the respect <laughs> that I feel like it deserves. Um, I, especially the spoken word um, is not always something that people have seen as an art. I guess the question I have for you is, have you always felt it easy to share it? Because it's one thing to have it be a part of you, but was it easy for you to share that part of you? Um, I shared that serious poem, um, uh, but that I think was the first time I had done so. And it actually received a, a, a prize for for students in the senior year. So 
Um, but that, that was the first poem I had ever shared. And then because of my medical career, I actually suppressed the, uh, uh, the motivation to write poetry. I wish I could have, and some physicians are able to um, write during their medical careers, but I didn't belong to that group. But the love of poetry uh, was suppressed but never extinguished. And uh, as I sort of wound things down at Duke University, where I was an associate professor, um, that instinct to write began to resurface, and ideas began to bubble up um, from my subconscious. And starting in 2003, uh, I began to write poetry again. And most of the poems in Exits um, were written between 2003 and 2021. Um, that was actually before the idea of authoring a book ever came to mind. So each of those poems was its own individual um, project. Gotcha. So that, that's interesting because anyone who reads Exits, and, and I think they'll be able to tell this, there were three things I as a reader picked up on, Stephen. So I'm, um, I'm glad to be able to speak to you about it. One is the idea of life, one the idea of death, but also the, uh, experiencing the moment. Have you always felt it easy to be present? Because it's not something that comes easily for me, I have to have to admit, uh, there's so much going on in life, and you know, you finish one thing, and then you're automatically on to the next thing. Doesn't mean you don't appreciate what you're doing, but you're, you know, we're in this cycle that you do one thing, you move on to the next. One thing that comes through in exit is you're kind of appreciating the moment. Is that something that has come easy for you? It's. Um, I wouldn't say it's easy uh, when. Uh, I, I don't actually have a writing schedule, and I've always been undisciplined when it comes to that. Um, I know of a lot of poets who can sit down every day at their desk and call to mind ideas and um, uh, personal experiences that that um, allow them to, you know, to write a poem each day. Um, with me, it's more like waiting for lightning to strike. But when it does, then it's very intense and very focused, and I'm able to tune out um, pretty much everything while I'm, while I'm writing. So when I do become engaged in writing a poem because I have an idea or there's some other motivation, I've had a personal experience or... There's been an observation of, uh, say, some uh, phenomenon in nature that seems to have metaphorical value, um, and I get started writing, um, then it's all-consuming. History shows up in exits as well, Stephen. Is that something you've also always been a student of, or is that something that also has evolved with your life, a love of history? Well, you you picked up on that, uh, Cyrus. Um I've always loved Greek mythology, and I noticed that uh, that comes up in a couple of poems. It certainly comes up in Narcissus and um, also in the poem called Syringe. 
Uh, there are allusions to Greek myths, um, particularly those that that um, were written by Ovid in the Metamorphoses. You mentioned Sarandon. I mean, I thought about what you mentioned. Uh, I think it will now be a puzzle piece connected for our audience, uh, Stephen, about your your medical background because Sarandon definitely has uh, bits and pieces of that in it as well. So kind of talk to us about the compilation itself. You kind of told us about the time period, Stephen. Um, did you were – there, were there, I guess what I want to ask you is – is, are these the books that just came, the poems that came to you in this time period, or were there others, and these just felt the most to fit this theme of exits? That's a great question. Um, there were many other poems written during that period, and the original idea that I had about two years ago was to curate uh, a book of what I considered to be my favorite works or my best work. And that was going to go into a book entitled Line Drawing. Hmm. But as I uh, went through the process of selecting poems for that book, I noticed that a large number of them uh, were related to the topic of mortality and um uh, things related to mortality, the frailty of life and the cycles of life. And so instead of uh, going with my original plan, I um, uh, took a turn and instead uh, pulled together all of the poems that uh, focused on that unifying theme and came out with a more concise but more coherent um, book, and Exits was born from that. Wow. And as I mentioned, you're going to share a, a, a selection from Exits. But I want to say for those who are just tuning in, either on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome author and poet Stephen C. Pollock to our broadcast. We're talking about his own love of writing and what it's been like for him to share that with the world. His new release is called Exit, Selected Poems. So, Stephen, what, what poem from the book are you going to share with us? Well, I thought it would be nice to start at the beginning and um, <clears throat> that's a poem called Arachnidea, Line Drawing. Uh, it's, as I mentioned, the first poem in the collection. And it's a poem in six parts. And in each part, a spider web serves as a metaphor for the ways in which different people cope with the prospect of their own demise, the, the prospect of death. I should mention... Um, at the outset, that the word arachnidea can't be found in the dictionary. It's a made-up word, but it's one that sounds to me like a, oh, a compendium of all things arachnid. So uh, it would be all right, I'll, I'll read that poem. Sure, would love it. It's entitled Arachnidea, Line Drawing. Part one, extravagant at dawn, your finest threads are strung with pearls, and you, a brooch with a clasp, magnify the shiny spheres to divine that each conceals a miniature, an image of struggling wings, 
of life undone pass at the critical angle and they flash and snap in the sun. Part two. These haunts are hung haphazardly with votive offerings, each sucked dry, paper mache sarcophagi, cruel chrysalis for moth or butterfly. Part three. Serial killers insecticide, the skill in which you specialize. Can we call it murder if nerves connect, not to brain, but to canister, chain, and gear? If the dumb drive to survive directs your every move? Or is it fear that fuels your addiction to others' pain, a numbness spreading through the vein as you rehearse again? This ritual play, find and consume in your quick, kinetic way. Part four. A stickler for particulars. You're helpless to repel the pull of perpendicular, the lure of parallel. Do lines and circles insulate? Can order keep at bay? the random drafts that propagate contagion, death, decay. The chords are taut. You draw control from patterns meant to thwart unraveling, but the tension takes its toll on the mental weft and warp. Part five. A concert in the round. Divertimenti scored for eight short hands will be played by the maestro for adoring fans. The fine fretwork glistens. The strings tune and go still. Once in motion, you dazzle in the parts for pizzicato. Leap with ease over fourths and fifths. Scuttle up scales to a dizzying height. Then plummet by octaves to the sublime. All are amused for a time. The circle is crossed by chords, point to counterpoint, illusions of balance, of words. Listen to the last mournful strains murmuring a requiem for the day. Part six, the hours molt and fall away. The year grows late. Your web's worn watch face ticks in whispers, and you pray that you will hibernate but briefly and somehow wake, as if by grace the breaths of winter fog the pain. Leave no trace of love or joy or even hate. There are, in the end, only the frayed strands of time, the failing light, and you, splayed at the center, condemned to wait. 
Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Stephen. So it goes to something you mentioned earlier, and it, this does, of course, show up in other uh, poems in Exits, and that is, again, the idea of life and one's own mortality. Talk to us about that theme for you. Do you think, I mean, as you mentioned, and I referenced also, you're you know, coming from you know, a medical profession and medical background, is that one of those things that you seem to see around you, not just in people, but in things like that we, you know, we we talk about and we see, as you allude to in this particular piece, even with 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 insects and animals. I wondered the same thing. Uh, why are so many of my poems um, related to uh, the concept of mortality? And I realized, Cyrus, that it's actually three different sources, and I think the combination of the three probably explains uh, why that theme is is so prevalent in my work. Uh, The first is that as a child, uh, I wasn't raised with any religion, and as a result, I was sort of left on my own to contemplate uh, the enormity of the universe and time and eternity, and really the meaning of existence. I was a five-year-old existentialist, and I remember being terrified of death at that, at that age and uh, really not wanting to go to sleep because I viewed sleep as kind of a rehearsal. So that was one fact. And then you hit on the uh, second one, which is um, I became... A, uh, a physician and an ophthalmologist, and then specialized in neuro-ophthalmology. And in that subspecialty, I cared for many, many patients who had life-threatening diseases or fatal diseases, and um, uh, hopefully learned over the years to be empathic toward those individuals, but also kind of internalized their experience. Um, so that would be uh, uh, sort of a, a second um, uh, thing that would, would lead to that. And then third, um, I have struggled for the last uh, 24 years with the spinal form of multiple sclerosis, and that's had an effect on Uh, my lifestyle. Uh, It's resulted in partial paralysis of my right leg. And of course, it affects life expectancy as well. And so I think that struggle has also found its way into uh, into my poetry Um, and would be the third factor that... that, uh, kind of explains the genesis of Exodus. And it also goes to another thought that's in the poem Syringe that you begin with as well, I think, uh, being able to almost insert, you know, a part of your own life uh, in, into poems like that as well. And, and I think that's what that will make this book something that people can read and appreciate for sure, Stephen, which is why I'm so glad we had a chance to discuss it here. Again, everyone, Stephen C. Pollock has been our guest. The new book is called Exits. It's selected poems by Stephen. He shared one of those with us here. 
if you like what you heard, you enjoyed the conversation, you definitely want to be able to get it for yourself. So, Stephen, let our audience know. How can they stay connected with you, and how can they get the book? Well, uh, the best way to learn more about the book is to go to the book's website, which is exitspoetry.net, exitspoetry.net. And there um, your uh, your listeners can find uh, reviews, essays on some of the poems, a few video recordings of me reciting the poem, and a contact page. Um, so I can easily be contacted that way through exitspoetry.net. I think the easiest way at this point to purchase the book, it's available on Amazon and, and Barnes and & Noble, but if one wanted to find all of the um, uh, outlets that currently have the paperback and the ebook, you can go to the Universal Book link at books2read.com forward slash small u forward slash small b numeral 5 uppercase K, numeral six, and letter O, uppercase. And that will uh, show all 19 places where they can get the ebook and about seven different places where they can get the paperback. Okay. So make sure you all do visit uh, Stephen on his website. Uh, as he mentioned, exitpoetry.net is that website. And then, of course, to be able to get the book, our friends at Amazon has you covered, and as, as you heard Stephen mention, uh, other places as well. Stephen, congratulations to you again. So good to be able to speak with you, and looking forward to our next conversation together. Thank you so much, Cyrus. It has been a real pleasure. Well, the pleasure is definitely all mine. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying, as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live, and let's go make today amazing. Take care.